Well, come on, good morning, Go Church family. How you doing today, everybody? What an honor it is to be able to live stream right into your house. So whether you're watching from your living room or your bedroom or even your kitchen, wherever you're watching from, what an honor it is that we have the capability to leverage technology and to live stream this Sunday morning's gathering literally around the world. Now, one of our weekly traditions that we always do, and I think that today is even more important that we carry on this tradition, is we pause to give honor to the incredibly brave military men and women and all of our first responders, those who have served and those who are serving. So everybody watching online today, come on real quick. Can you just give a good amen and God bless you to all of our first responders and military people. Leave it in the comment section. Give them a shout out and let you know that you love them. You know, we're living in unprecedented times and we'll talk more about that in just a moment. But I thought I'd pause to take the opportunity to remind you that this is a really good opportunity for you to engage with us on our website and all of our social media platforms. So if you've not yet had the opportunity to follow us on Facebook or Instagram or even our Vimeo channel or our podcast, or maybe you haven't had the chance to, you know, uh, favorite the website mygochurch.com on your internet browser. Today is the best day to do that. That way you can stay informed with all of our upcoming gatherings, events, and ministries, just really to stay connected to the life of Go Church, your church. And so I highly encourage you to take advantage of our social media platforms and stay engaged with our online community. And believe it or not, we're less than one month away from Easter at Go Church. That's right. And Lord willing, we're going to be in-house, in-person for Easter at Go Church at both of our campuses. And so when we come back together as a church family, we're going to give you some printed material to put into your hands so that you can help, you know, market and invite and encourage people to come to your campus. But I did want to highlight real quick what Easter at Go Church looks like at both of our campuses. And they'll put that here on the screen in just a moment. So at Germantown, we've got a 10 a.m. gathering. We're going to pack you into that movie theater like sardines in a can. Come on, somebody. So 10 o'clock at our Germantown, Maryland campus on Sunday, April the 12th for Easter at Go Church. And then here at our South Metro Atlanta campus, we have four different Easter gathering times for you to consider and choose from. 7 a.m., we're doing a traditional Easter sunrise gathering. That, that gathering is actually going to be led by my pastor, Pastor Alan Matura. Come on now. And then we've got 8 o'clock, 9.45, and 11.30 a.m. So I want you to save the date. Mark your calendar for Easter at Go Church. It's going to be a great day, and I can't wait to see you, your friends, and your family here for Easter Sunday at Go Church now again, we're living in unprecedented times, aren't we? And this past week has been absolutely crazy. I mean, this whole world, the entire globe, has been overcome by an overabundance of fear and anxiety and, and paranoia. As a matter of fact, we had planned to kick off a brand new four-part series called Managing the Minivan, where we were going to talk directly to families, blended families, traditional families, singles, widows, and divorced individuals on how to manage the balance of life and family. But because of everything that we're seeing play out in our country and around the world, I thought that it would be appropriate to call an audible and to talk to you directly this morning about the pandemic that we're facing in our country and in our world. As a matter of fact, we've seen the news, we've read articles, and we see that the coronavirus or COVID-19 is literally spreading like wildfire. 
You can watch the stock market, uh, stock market rather, go up and down in trade and in value. Schools, conferences, concerts, churches are all considering alternate venues or meeting options because of the, the disaster of this de deadly disease. Even travel bans are right now in effect and, and people are going, they're going crazy. They're, they're, they're paranoid. I mean, if you can find toilet paper and hand sanitizer or Clorox wipes, you've hit the jackpot. Come on now. And so even our president has addressed the country multiple times about this crisis that we're facing with coronavirus. And today is not a day that we should be political. Today is a day that we should be united. And I love that our president made a declaration that today, Sunday, March 15th, would be considered a national day of prayer. And we wanna honor that. Now, typically, on a national day of prayer, we might come together in person and pray, but we're gonna to continue to practice our social distancing, and we're inviting you tonight at 6 p.m. to join us on a prayer conference call. Again, that's happening tonight at 6 p.m. You can see the phone number on the screen here. Our team will drop this information in the comments section below, but you can dial in to 425-436-6364 and then use the access code 477399 to engage in this prayer conference call today as we pray for revival in our nation, we pray for healing in our land, and we pray that the peace of God would pass all of our understanding. Come on, can you give me a good amen? So we're gonna honor this national day of prayer. But when we watch the news and we listen to the media and we scroll on social media, it does create this sense of fear. It elevates our levels of anxiety and concern. And so today I thought that I would take just a few moments and look directly into the camera and talk to our Go Church family all around the globe and ask this question. How do we respond in times of uncertainty? A better way to phrase this might be, how should we respond in times of uncertainty? Now, psychologists will talk about the four responses of fear, and some of you may know this, but here they are on the screen for you. The, the four typical responses of a season of crisis or a season of fear would be these. To fight, the action there is to attack one another. The emotion would be that of anger, and then the outcomes might be insult, blame, or even to mistreat one another. Another, another response to fear might be to face it. The action there would be to defend, or the emotion is to connect, and then the outcome is to preserve or to mitigate. Some might respond by flight. That action is to hide, and the emotion is denial, and the outcome is to avoid or to sabotage. And then the fourth response is, and a lot of people are doing this even now, they're just gonna freeze. The action here is to comply and the emotion is to shut down and the outcome is to justify or even rationalize. But at the end of the day, we are, we are believers. Our hope and our confidence is not in man, it's not in the government. Our hope and confidence is in an almighty God. Can you give me a good amen? And while these four responses might be natural for us to live out as a response to the uncertainty of the times and the fear that we feel, church, I believe that there is a fifth response and it's the healthiest response of all of it. And that is to operate in faith. Come on, give me a good amen right there. So the action with faith here is to trust. We have to put our trust 
and our confidence in God. And then the emotion that we'll feel is joy, a joy that is unspeakable. And then we see the outcome being God's will and our purpose and destiny and even fulfillment. As a matter of fact, the writer of Hebrews talked about this very idea of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one. Here's what the author said. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So for the next 20 minutes or so, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to give you some advice on how to deal with times of uncertainty. All four of these ideas, all four of these uh, conversational topics, these points of advice are Christ-centered. They're God-centered and they're based not out of fear, not out of, not out of freezing, not out of flight, but, but more out of faith. How do we in these times of uncertainty operate in the gift of faith? Let me give you these four thoughts. And if you're not driving, maybe you're at home, I want you to write some thoughts down, okay? Number one is this. I want you to choose perspective over panic. Write it down. Come on. I want you to choose perspective over your panic. It's really easy to panic right now, isn't it? But I'm asking you that in the times of uncertainty that you look through this pandemic through a different lens, through a different perspective, that you see it in a different way. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul talked about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 7. He said, for we walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. Now, if you and I were to walk by what we see, then it's easy for panic to set in because what we see is scary, it's catastrophic, and it's global. But Paul said, we don't, we don't walk our faith walk by what we see in the natural. We walk it with a different perspective. We walk by the faith that God has put into our heart. Let me show you real quick a side-by-side -side comparison of panic versus perspective. So whenever we operate in panic, this is what happens. Chaos breaks out. And we're seeing this. Come on, watch the news. And you see people going to the lo local grocery stores or supermarkets. And they're operating in panic. And there is, there is chaos. But a godly perspective gives us control. It's not control of the situation. It's control of our emotions and our mindset and control of our behaviors. Panic causes confusion. But perspective brings us clarity. Panic can give us an increase of depression, but perspective, if you look at what's happening in your life and in the world, can actually give us a sense of gratefulness and gratitude. Panic can give us anxiety, but perspective can give us peace. Panic can increase our fear while perspective can increase our faith. So this, uh, this coronavirus isn't the only challenge that many of you are facing today. A lot of us are up against challenges and sickness and family uh, struggles and workplace dynamics. And so whatever it is that you're going through today, I want you to choose perspective over the panic. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you a couple of verses of scripture that will teach better what I'm trying to explain. I want to paraphrase Mark chapter 13, two verses, verse seven and eight. Here, Jesus is laying out so much of what you and I are seeing happen today. Jesus is 
literally prophesying the, the end times and the future that is to come. And let me paraphrase it for you. He says, whenever you hear of wars or whenever you hear of rumors of wars, again, paraphrasing, he says, whenever you see nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom, whenever you hear about earthquakes and famines and disease, now pause for a moment. We're seeing all of this play out right in front of our very eyes. And if we were to stop right there, then we would live our lives walking out this journey by what we see and panic sets in. But I want to show you the perspective that Jesus gives us about all of these calamities. He says this, and here's the perspective. He says, but do not be frightened. Come on, that's really good news today. In the midst of chaos and panic, Jesus says, you don't have to be frightened because what we see is not all there really is. God is up to something. Jesus said this in John 16, He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. There it is again. The perspective is that of peace. All of the things that we see can be filtered through the lens of the perspective of peace. And then he says this, in this world, you are going to have trouble. Again, that sounds like we should panic, but here's the perspective. Jesus says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Come on, this is good today, right? So in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of elevated fear and just timidity, I'm challenging you, church family, to choose perspective over panic. Let me give you a couple more thoughts. Again, I'm giving you some advice on what to do in times of uncertainty, and all of these are through the lens of faith, faith in God, the Almighty. Number two, consider this. We don't need to hide in the shadow of fear, but we should abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Come on, all around us, people are terrified. Terrified, they're afraid, they're, they're nervous, and they are anxious, and there is a sense of paranoia, but... We, we do not have to hide in the shadow of fear when we have the beautiful opportunity to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The world is looking for hope and they're searching for answers. And this is not the time for the church to cower in fear, but to rise up in faith. And I want to read you a couple of verses out of Psalm chapter 91. And, and as I read these, I want to encourage all of you watching today. You want to take a Bible, open it up to Psalm 91, and for the next seven days at least, read Psalm 91 over you, your family, your marriage, your children, your job, your school, and your home. As a matter of fact, for the last 15 years since Kimberly and I have been married, we've had a Bible open to Psalm chapter 91, and that Bible stays open 24-7, 365. And Psalm 91 is a prayer of protection, and it teaches us and shows us that we don't have to hide in the shadow of fear when we can abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The psalmist David says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, he is my God in whom I trust. Here's what he says. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly disease or pestilence. And here's the promise, and I love it. Verse number four, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. Come on now, write this down, church. 
Now is not the time that we hide in the shadow of fear. This is our time to rise up in faith. I believe that this is the greatest hour for the church of Jesus Christ to rise in faith. Come on and help me preach. Now let me talk to the the critics and the skeptics for just a moment. Because some of you may be watching this live stream and say, well, you're preaching about not hiding in fear and abiding in the shadow of the Almighty, but didn't you cancel your Sunday morning gatherings because you were afraid? And the answer is no. That's 100% inaccurate. We never considered moving from on-site to online because of fear. The decision was never fear-based. It was all based out of wisdom. I'm not afraid. And if we're in Christ Jesus, you should not be afraid either. I'm not afraid of the coronavirus or cancer or getting into a car accident. I'm not afraid of dying and death because this world is not my home. This is a temporary place. And the Bible teaches us that we're just kind of passing through. As a matter of fact, Jesus was consoling his disciples in John 14. And this is what he said. He said, you don't have to let your hearts be troubled. You believed in God. Believe also in me. A few verses later, he tells them and he relays it on to us. He says, I'm going to leave you with a gift. And this gift, church, listen, this gift is what our whole world needs. It's the peace of mind and the peace of heart. And Jesus says, this kind of peace that I'm going to give is a gift that the world cannot give you. See, the kind of peace that the world offers is a counterfeit peace. But Jesus says, I'm going to give you peace, ultimate peace, that in the middle of crisis, in the middle of calamity, in the middle of chaos, in the middle of fear and uncertainty, watch, you don't have to be troubled and you don't have to be afraid. Let me tell you, what's happening in the world And what's happening in your world personally never caught God God off guard. It never surprised God. God is not sitting up in heaven today worrying and fretting about, well, I never saw this coming. No, listen to me, church. We don't have to be troubled. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to hide in the shadows of fear because we can abide in the shadow of the Almighty. God is faithful. God is good. God is just And God is sovereign and God is working all things together for our good. And while this sickness or your sickness or this situation or your situation may not have come directly from God, God can use it to get glory from it. Come on, give me a good amen. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy. We're instructed that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Come on. But of power and of love and of self-discipline. So in uncertainty, here's the advice. You've got to choose perspective over your panic. And this is not the time that we hide in the shadow of fear. This is the time that we abide in the shadow of the Almighty. This is the greatest hour for the church to rise up in faith. And I'm going to show you how a couple more thoughts and we'll be done. Number three is this. Again, some advice, faith advice on how to handle times of uncertainty. We've got to help those who cannot help themselves. I've wrestled with the idea of moving church from on-site to online. And then the Lord just kind of reminded me that the church is far more than just the people that meet on a Sunday. The church is far greater than just brick and mortar. 
The church is the ecclesia of God. It's the gathering of people all around the world. And just because we can't be in person on a Sunday doesn't mean that we can't be the church Monday through Sunday. Come on now. I believe this with all of my heart that when the world around us is dark, you and I, the church of Jesus, we are the light of the world. This is the instruction from Jesus himself. He said in Matthew chapter number five, he said, you are the light of the world. And if there were a town that was built on a hill, it could not be hidden. And he says, neither do people light a lamp and then hide it under a bowl. No, the light gives off light. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And watch what he says, because this is a, a huge challenge for us today. He says, in the same way, you got to let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Listen to me, church. This is the moment. Today is the day for such a time as this that we rise up in faith and we help people that cannot help themselves. With everything inside of my being, I really believe this thought, there is no greater time to shine and to serve than right now. Come on. There is no greater time for us to shine and to serve than right now. And our team, we've been praying diligently about how can we shine our light during the uncertain times? How can we serve people that maybe can't serve themselves? And I'm going to give you some practical things that, that your church is doing, that Go Church is doing. And then I want to challenge you as well. How are you going to let your light shine in a season of uncertainty? How are you going to serve people that maybe cannot serve themselves? Here's a few thoughts. Our heart is burdened for the elderly. And if you're watching this live stream or if you know somebody that's connected to Go Church that is, is elderly and they're older, listen to me. We want to help you. If you're unable to get out in the town and get you groceries, I want you to contact the church office and we'll go grocery shopping for you. Come on. If you can find a way to allow us to pick up your prescription medication, all you got to do is contact the church office and we'll go pick up your prescription medication to the elderly of our church family. Whatever you need, we're here for you and we're going to serve you in a season that you may not be able to serve yourself. Our hearts have been absolutely broken for the hundreds and hundreds of children that every day rely on a free or reduced lunch through the public school system. And now because the schools are closed in multiple counties, how are these children going to get that, that one meal a day that would provide some nutrition for them? So both of our locations are working diligently with our counties and public school systems and local nonprofits to make sure that there are no hungry kids in the community that we worship in. Come on, church. I think about our facilities. We've already worked with state officials and the Red Cross on telling them that our church facilities in both, both counties, Montgomery County, Maryland, and Coweta County, Maryland, can be used as a disaster relief center if necessary. Let's maximize our church facility space to serve and to help people that can't help themselves. I think about local churches, and let me just talk to maybe some pastors or church leaders that are watching for a moment. Man, I don't know how long we may, may not be able to meet in person. So here's what we're gonna do. Through our legacy offering, through our legacy fund, we have earmarked and designated monies 
to help churches and to help pastors who have lost income and finances during this coronavirus epidemic. And then I think about on a more personal level, what about your neighbors? What about the people right beside you in your subdivision or across the street? What a great opportunity and responsibility to love on your neighbor and to help them when maybe they can't help themselves. See, here's the thing about the beauty of the ministry of Jesus. Watch this. Jesus never ran away from the sick. Jesus never ran away from the diseased. Jesus always ran right to them. Come on. And that's what Go Church needs to do. We're not running away from the sick. We're not running away from those who are diseased. No, we're running to them to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ extended. Here's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 22, just a few verses. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. He says, this is the greatest commandment and the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Listen to me, church. Today, you have to choose perspective over panic. Today, you can't cower in fear, but you rise up in faith, abiding in the shadow of the Almighty. And then let's respond like the church of Jesus Christ should respond. Let's respond like the New Testament church should respond. Let's respond the way that Jesus would respond by loving our neighbors, by lending a helping hand. Or maybe if you're going to wash your car this weekend, weather permitting, maybe you'll wash their car too. Maybe if you get a chance to mow your yard, you'll mow their yard too. Maybe it's as simple as saying, I don't know if we've ever met before, but my name is. If you got some free time because school's out or, or you've got some time off of work, why don't you bake some cookies? Just spray it down with Lysol. Come on, baby. But bake some cookies and go next door and say, hey, we're your neighbors. This is the time that we shine our light and we serve others. My time's running out and, and at some point today, you got to get out of your pajamas. Come on now. But let me give you the final thought and this may be the, the most important thought of all of the points of advice that I could give in times of uncertainty. Watch this. Now is not the time that we run from God. Now is the time that we run to God. Listen to me. In a time of uncertainty, in a time of increased panic and fear, don't, don't run from God, but, but you run to God because in God we find hope. In God, our faith rises. In God, we find peace that passes all understanding. In God, we get joy and we get, we get purpose. And we see that situation through a different lens. Don't, don't run from God. Don't turn your back on God. Don't question God. Don't doubt God. This is the time that we run to God. Maybe, just maybe, and obviously I'm not God and I don't have the mind of God because his ways aren't like our ways and his thoughts aren't like our thoughts. But maybe God can use this situation. Maybe God can use this time of uncertainty to draw our world back to our knees in a posture of repentance and prayer. Maybe, just maybe, 
God is waking us up and getting our attention that we are living in the last days and time is running out and there should be no more playing games and no more just going through the motions of Christianity and no more just plaguing church, but we should turn our heart to God and turn our attention to God and turn our affection to God and cry out to God. Don't run from him in this season of fear. No, no, no. You turn to God with great faith. The psalmist David said this, it's my last verse of the day, Psalm 27, verse number five. For in the day of trouble, it is God who will keep me safe in his dwelling. God will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and he will set me high upon a rock. Whoever's watching this live stream, and whatever city, whatever state, whatever country, whatever, whatever place, listen to me, don't, don't run from God, but you turn to God in the day of trouble and it will be God who will keep you safe. It will be God that will hide you in the, the shelter of his sacred presence. So as we close, I'm gonna give you this challenging question and then I'll pray for you. So in times of uncertainty, how are you going to respond? How is your family going to respond? I just encourage you, choose perspective over panic. Don't live under the shadow or live in the shadow of fear, but abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Love people and help people and serve people that can't help or serve themselves. And don't run from God. No, you run to God and in him, you will be safe. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Jesus, that even through technology, like live streaming, your presence is real. As a matter of fact, you remind us that you were just as close as the very mention of your name. So whatever living room, whatever workplace, whatever destination that this broadcast is being streamed to, I pray that the presence of God would fill that place, that the power of God would fill that place, and the love of God, the peace of God would fill that place. We turn to you in seasons and times of uncertainty, and we put our trust and our confidence and our hope in you. And if there's somebody watching today whose fear has been elevated, whose mind has been consumed with concern, whose heart might have been distant from you, may through what's unfolding in front of us, draw us back to you, Father. May you draw us back into an intimate love relationship with you. May we confess our sins and commit our life to you, Jesus, and then live our days for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God love you. And go church.